0: Yo, so check us out. Chuck, the public enemy?
1: Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous roof. What's up? This is DOC, the Dicky motherfucking guy. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, z What up, yo? This is E-Shot. This is
2: Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This
1: is your boy, DJ Paul, KOL from 36 Blocks. Young
2: Busy Ball. Vice Warp. This is your man, Mastermind, Hell Up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red.
1: What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show.
0: Underground rap shit coming out of what takes and every day I gotta eat a big of whack mumble and rappers up for breakfast. Really stop cold, so pure and really be tougher than a whole fucking lot of grams. A lot of these old be faked
1: in the pits and I see right through them like a motherfucking hologram. And if you want it, I can make a motherfucker back. and you throw me the pistol grip and I can really get it.
3: Hate the hog tied up, wrap them up like a motherfucking Christmas. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm doing good, man. How you doing, Perez?
3: Man, I'm I'm just lucky to be here, brother. And uh I'll tell you what, tonight's yeah, show, if you, if you can hear what's going on in the background, it should be a little indicator who we got. We got the one and only numbskull, one half of the loonies, man. These guys are trendsetters and... Uh, Man, his longevity is just ridiculous. Been doing this since uh, the early 90s, man. Let's bring on the homie uh, Numb Skull right now, chop it up with him. Numb, how you doing, brother? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now, fam. How okay, you doing? Hey,
2: yeah, what's going on? I'm all right, man. What's going on with it, homie? All right, what's going on?
3: Man, honored to have you uh, on the show. It's been a couple years. Um, first thing I wanted to uh, talk about, you know, uh, man, we, we lost a huge one last year with Shock G. Uh, can you reflect on him a little bit from your time
2: knowing him? Yeah, man, I was that was one of my best friends right there. We I mean, always have fun together, man. I love that dude to this day. He um he was one of the greatest in the industry, man. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, people died. Everybody's like, oh, he was a good dude. He was a good dude. This and that, this and that. But really, he was, man. He, he gave to everybody. He loved everybody. You know what I mean? Man, we never even had an argument, man. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh super, super talented as
3: well. Uh, pure musician. Um, what was it like when you guys did the I Got Five on it remix and, and you had Shock G there, E40 and everybody?
2: What was the atmosphere like? Oh man, that was a that was a fun day. E forty was the the funniest though. He was drunk as hell. Had to come back the next day and do his verses. <laughs> but Shock G he was like, uh, "Yeah, we got to get Humpty on there because it wasn't supposed. It was just supposed to be Shock G at first. But he was like, We got, we need Humpty on there.' So he came in and set it off. Set it off.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's probably one of the dopest uh, remixes in history because <clears throat> you guys took a song that was already on fire and timeless. And it's just made made it even more timeless. Um, I know I know you got to get tired of talking about that song, but man, did you think it would it would last this long like it has?
2: Not not this long, no, hell no. This I mean, this is this, this is a classic, man. I'm, I'm very proud of it. But when we first made it, we knew it would be a hit. That's one thing we did know. We knew it would be a hit. We had that song. We kept five on it for two years before we even put it out.
3: Yeah. He was waiting for the right time. Um, yeah. Good thing he did. You know. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, a timeless classic. Well, the whole album, Operation Stack Ola, I mean, that's really what stood the test of time itself, you know, uh, and it helped influence a lot over the years. You know, um,
2: yeah. it really uh, kicked down doors. Yeah, it did, it did. I think the reason we won... Oh, I think the reason we won is because we were we were we were relating to people, especially the black community at that time. It was if you wanted to get money you had to sell crack, you know what I mean? That's how it was. And we related to a lot of people with the especially the funny shit also. Me and Yuck was really funny with comedians comedian type rappers.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. That was the whole part of the thing. I mean the the, the mascot gives that away instantly. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> what about uh, yourself right now? Um, you doing any uh,
2: shows or any uh, got any music coming out? Yeah, I've been doing a couple shows lately. I'm just I really don't do that many shows right now because I'm chilling with family, man. I'm having fun with my family right now.
0: Built <clears throat> just built a studio in the house, so
2: I'm gonna get back to work in a second, but mainly I'm just chilling with my family.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. This pandemic has really, uh, you know, made a lot of us realize that that's the most important thing in the world right there, is family. What what, what
2: pandemic? There's no pandemic.
3: It's it's (laughs) gone now, yeah.
2: It's out of here, right? (laughs) Yeah, but I I mean, I don't believe in the the first place. You think it was just something like unleashed on the people? Say it again.
3: You think it might have been something like unleashed on everybody?
2: Definitely, definitely. This is this is this is government made. Believe it.
3: Oh yeah, a lot of people got rich during the pandemic. A lot of big companies.
1: Oh
2: so. yeah. He, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people got broke. Yeah, yeah. I was just
1: real say that a whole lot of motherfuckers got got rich, and a whole lot of motherfuckers got broke or stayed broke. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, but I mean, this is the way. This is the way they planned it. This is this is how it's supposed to go. Uh-huh. Uh, just destroy the middle class.
3: The crazy thing is uh, uh, this is just like probably round one. We don't know what's coming up
2: in 10 years from now, let alone Truth. next year. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know they want to get rid of money now, so they, they, the digital <laughs> currency is coming. And once that once that's in effect and we have no more paper money, just think about it. They can cut your money off whenever they want to. Just say you don't say – you'll say something that – um Say something that the government doesn't like. They're going to cut your money off. It's bad. It's going to be bad when that happens.
3: Uh, I'm in trouble. I usually, whenever I drop a (laughs) compilation, it's usually anti-government, so I'm probably probably screwed. But, uh, yeah, it is, man. It's it's crazy uh, what they're doing right now in broad daylight. Um, But, you know, we live in a technology advanced uh, world, you know, everybody's got a phone, everything's going crazy. Um yeah. you know, back in the day when you was coming up you didn't have to worry about none of this shit. You guys were making money hand over fist. What was it like in right. the early days of the loonies when you guys were
2: just slanging tapes? That was that was you know what, it's a it's really a blur but I tell you we really had to get out there and sell. You know what I mean? Sell ourselves. Nowadays the kids don't have to do that. You can get on the internet, push a button, and you can go, you can go viral, and you know get rich from it. Back in the day, you had to hustle for what you, uh, for what you did, for what you got to put out there.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. And there was a lot of uh, competition too. You had to really be uh, on your A game with the lyrics.
2: Yeah. 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 You did. You had to have something that the people. I, I was just
3: about to say uh, the style
1: as well. Like first came out, y'all style was unlike uh, most cats that yeah. was coming out. Like you and Yuck, y'all kind of you It was like yin and yang with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all styles
2: complemented yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's one thing we did. <clears throat> that, when the, um when Yuck did a solo album, a lot of people were like, it just didn't sound. It didn't sound how it was supposed to sound because me and him worked together very well. But I, I, I disagree with that. I thought his uh, solo album was very, very well put together.
3: The, oh, the Obulation, the first one? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was, that was the shit.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, that was right after Lunatic Music 2. Um, <clears throat> that was a great time for music. That whole uh, era that you guys came up in, man, it was just, you know, phenomenal.
2: I think um, that was the last good era.
3: Yeah. I agree because you know, I know because I keep listening to the music from that era over
2: everything else. So. Yeah, oh, I was about to tell you, I'm stuck on yeah. that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a rapper, but my really, I listen to R and B and old school. That's my shit. All right. Oh, that's what's up. Hell
3: yeah! Uh, well, I could see you, you know, like bass, so, you know.
2: Yeah, Mike. Yeah, no. yeah, definitely.
3: He's very underrated too. Um, because, uh, uh you know, the, the, his legend in his own right, you know, uh, again. He's, I mean, he, he's definitely underrated in his own right for the stuff he's done in the music industry. Yeah.
1: Know? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Definitely. Um, was it you that told me, uh, uh, I don't know if it was you or yuck, but one of you guys, when you were younger, got thrown in the back of a trunk.
2: We both did actually. Both of you did. Okay. Yeah, he he I got I got kidnapped I was kidnapped first and then uh he was kidnapped about two weeks later. Damn.
3: Jesus. And what it was this like ninety three, yeah. ninety four?
2: Yep, yep.
3: Man, I can't imagine. I mean I I've had a thing pulled out and put in my face but I've never been forced in a trunk where you thinking, Oh shit, this is it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they took me right in front of my girl. They t- I mean, took me. Just I'm talking about guns, everything, Uzis, the whole nine, man. They came and in, rushed into my garage. And, they, uh, man, I love my girl to this day. But she said, uh, they, they was like, take us upstairs, take us upstairs. She's like, no, my kids are up there. You're not going upstairs. Love her to this day for that.
3: Yeah. Hell, yeah, man. You know, and, and what, did they end up eventually just dropping you off somewhere? Or? you escape?
2: Yep. Left me in the heels in the truck of my own car. Man. Yep.
3: That's Man. crazy. And, and the a week part or so they didn't later... Hit. They didn't get nothing from you? N- nothing. Man. And then a week or two later, the y- same thing happens to Yuck, but a different situation.
2: Yep. Yeah, I think it was the same people. Well, we know it wasn't the same people, but... Yeah, they got him too. They got some jewelry and stuff from him. That's that's about it. Yeah. But when it yeah. when something like that is happening, you don't understand. You don't. There's no way to to control that situation. That's the that's the worst part. You can't control what happens. What's going to happen next? So I mean, shit, your life flashes in front of you. Seriously,
3: at the mercy of whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Well, thank God uh, you made it out of that, and thank God your old lady had the the smarts to think to, under that duress and that stress of the right. situation. Now you ain't going upstairs, so my kids are. Right,
2: up. right.
1: Yeah, for real. Salute to her. You know what I'm saying? Man, we didn't yeah. went through
2: a couple, <laughs> couple
1: things. What we didn't went happen, through a couple things
2: know? since we've been in loonies, man. Is, I mean, since we got into this this music business, so much shit has happened. It's, it's really ridiculous. So much shit. And it's not even your fault. It's just that the problems come to you because you're famous. People don't understand that. It, it Just yeah. because you're famous, motherfuckers, want, they want to get to know you. And then if, you know, this is one thing about being famous. People don't understand. A motherfucker, somebody just wants to get to know you, but they don't understand that you have a life too. You're a real person too. And if you might not want, if you might not feel right at that moment, that's a whole big issue to them because you are famous and they're coming to you and I understand it, but they have to understand also, man, people just, people are people.
3: Yeah. Right. You're just like any of us, you know,
2: Mm-hmm.
3: just happen to have a, a all time, you know, rap classic under your belt, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, you, you're right, man. Um, you, you said a lot of stuff has happened though, uh, over the years. Um, you know uh as far as you know being famous and what not, what was the craziest situation you've been in other than uh being in the trunk
1: huh. mm-hmm.
2: well, I did go to prison <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's> a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was I think that was the biggest thing in my life was going to prison i mean seven years straight that that was wild.
3: Damn. Man, that's that's almost as long as the Pooh Man stint. He did about what did he do Man, for real. Yep. Wow.
2: Pooh man yeah, I think Pooh Man did almost eleven years, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We we was fortunate to have him on the show right when he got out back in twenty thirteen. And uh he said Ann Banks was there to greet him. Uh no, that's amazing. good.
2: I didn't hear I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's been out for a minute, but seven calendars in a row, man. How did you get
2: through that? I wasn't there. In my mind, I was not there. In my mind, I was I was at home. I was on the street. That's how I did my time. I never was in that prison. To me, you know what I mean. And if you're not if you if you not strong enough to to un, to make yourself think that you're not there, I swear to God, you will go nuts in that place. So I wasn't there. Mm. It's hard for people to understand when I say that, probably, but you really have to go somewhere else because the CEOs are, are shit in there. I mean, they they treat you like shit. You're just a number. The health the health system in there is terrible. The food is. I mean, it actually says on the box not for human consumption. I mean, you are basically cattle in that place. And if you can't, if you don't have a strong mind, you're done. I've seen it. I've seen people lose it in there. I've seen I've seen young youngsters come in there and think they hard as shit. Two weeks later they wearing the short pants and got their shirts tucked up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's crazy, yo. Yeah. yeah. And it's more drugs in the pen than on the streets.
1: Believe it. Oh yeah, that's what I always heard. You know, I did some jail yeah. time. I never did no real prison time, but I always heard that. You can get whatever you want in jail. Then Nowadays, you can see a lot of it because these dudes be got cell phones. They be going live. Cats in there with flat oh, screens and so And I'm like, man, these man. motherfuckers in here living still. So, like,
2: you they, saying you, yeah, had to live, yeah. you
1: had to do your time like you wasn't in there. It's cats in there that's doing their time just like they'd be on the streets, but they just in, isolated in one area or whatever.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I had five phones when I was in there. I mean, I had whatever. I could get Hennessy from the COs. I mean, if whatever I needed, I could get it, especially me being famous in there. I I you know, I I didn't do hard time at all, you know what I mean? I I had friends in there who ran the yards and all that shit. Never had a problem. But yeah, that shit they can get whatever they want in there, seriously.
3: Well, that's good. That's good you had them connections, you know, and and plus like you said, uh they respect people who've uh had success, you know, um but that had to have been horrible for you, uh, you know, to go from, you know, this this high high peak of success in your career and then you're in jail. But thank God you got out of that man. Uh when did you get out? Yeah.
2: I got out in twenty fourteen, November twenty
3: fourth. Oh, okay. Hell yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Hell yeah, man. Stay out of that. I got out and
2: then they told me I had to be on parole but uh for three years but I can get off on thirteen months. And I'm like, I already know I'm not getting off on thirteen months because I will have a dirty piss test every time you test me. And I did. <laughs>
1: uh, well they, so they, they can't the now. Well, you know, I'm about to say well, y'all, y'all made I got five on it so
2: they should have known that shit anyway. They shouldn't even <laughs> I mean
1: they <laughs> should've they know. should've but
2: you know it's it's the state. They don't care. They don't care what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Uh, Hell yeah. You sure right about that. So basically, you just a number to them, and then you probably have to pay for that shit too. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, they make yep, it. They, they, they gonna make money even when you get out of that motherfucker. They still gonna make money on you because you probably had to go to a halfway man. house first. And shit and-
2: the prison I- prison industries is re- man. They make so much money. It's ridiculous. I mean, and people they're putting they're putting us in jail. I mean, you know, you know ninety the crime bill and all that shit is meant to put us in jail. You know what I mean? And they them because they're making money off of it.
3: Oh yeah, huge huge profits. Um, I mean, you know, the, the prisons keep popping up everywhere. We have more people in prison in the United States than anywhere.
2: Yeah. than the rest of the world. Yep.
3: You know, and there's that, places sad, like man. China that, that just, with the huge just, population and they don't have right, nothing that just compared tell to
2: you. that something is wrong. That just tells you something is wrong out here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, Back back again when you were coming up, you know, in the days of, you know, Drew Down and everything. And uh, um, did you get to meet Pac at all when he was, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, coming up out there?
2: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Pac, me and Pac was hella cool. I, I, I was with Pac two weeks before he died. He was at the uh, Madreon Hotel in Los Angeles on Sunset. And we uh he called me to bring some, 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 some females up to the, to his room. So I picked up two females brought him up there when when i saw Pac, i saw him upstairs in the window and he came sweating and sitting and i'm like oh this nigga must be working out up there so i go upstairs with the girls he opens the door and he keeps going back and forth from the door to the window from the door to the window from the door to the window i'm like damn, this nigga he looked he looked spooked you know what i mean and i mm-hmm. dropped the girls off with him tell him i see told him call me uh call me the next day but he yeah. went he left I guess he went out to New York or whatever, but uh, that was the last time I saw him. Mm.
3: Yeah. So he was he was uh, <clears throat> looking out the window, seeing if anybody was tailing him or.
2: Uh, I don't know. I mean, he just looked. He just looked. He looked paranoid. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah. Can't say I blame him on the situation. Uh, weren't you going to be part of the One Nation he was working on too?
2: Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, me and yeah. Yeah, that would have been huge. Yeah, that would have been big. He had a lot of not a lot of nice groups. He was talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Were you uh, Were you at the summer jam when um, when uh, Chris Hicks got jumped?
2: Yeah, I was there. I was just I just talked about that on another interview. Yeah, it's it's not like what people said. I mean, but yeah, I was there.
3: Well, he told us he got sucker punched. We had him on about a year ago, and uh, he said he got sucker punched and didn't even know where it came from. Um, but uh, I guess that, that caused a whole melee or something back there. I don't know.
2: Um, no, see, there was no melee backstage. That's not what happened. We told H not to go into the room by himself. who sort of wanted to talk. So we told him, nah, no, 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 no. Every, all of us were saying, nah, 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 don't nobody go by themselves. But c wanted to. So we don't know what happened in the room to him. We Nobody knows except the people that was in that room. All we know is he went in there, told us to stay outside. When he came back out, he was lumped up.
3: Damn. Whoa, yeah. That's
1: crazy.
3: Yep. That's, that's nuts. Well, you tried to tell him not to go in there. <laughs> you gave him a warning.
2: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That, uh, you know, that beef wasn't even our, that beef wasn't the loonies anyway, it's just we was with CNH, so that's who we gonna back up, you know what I mean, that's just how we are, we niggas from the streets
3: Yeah Well, and prior to that, uh, didn't Bank, if I'm not mistaken, Bank's produced that whole first Drew Down album, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he did, yep That was the first time no. I met
3: A.M. Bank Producer right there yeah.
2: Oh yeah
3: Very underrated what was his uh yeah. what were your impressions of Aunt Banks at that time?
2: Cool, cool cool guy. I never, you know, never no problems with Banks or nothing like that. He was all he was strictly business, I know that. He was always in that studio, always trying to uh always making beats, always trying to look for the next thing. Banks was a cool dude. I seen him uh, maybe a couple years ago, but I haven't seen him since though. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he, hopefully he comes back with some stuff. You know, I, it, a lot of Yeah, guys, I hear he's
2: doing movie scores now.
3: Movie Damn. scores? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah.
2: A lot of money in that.
3: Yeah, man. If your talents can get you in things like that or video games or, you know... Right. Why not? You know, especially if hip-hop yeah. ain't paying, you know, uh, right now for a lot of cats, It seems like it's paying for the ones that are the, the, the craziest with the, the least amount of talents. You know, if they got some type of gimmick and they suck at
2: rapping, they got all kinds of views. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, a lot of those rappers, especially nowadays, they're they're plants. You know what I mean? They're 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 grown to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? They put in that place for a reason, and the reason which a lot of people don't know, it's to dumb us down, man. This music. Now, why Why do you think you hear from black music everything that you hear on the radio? is? Bitches, hoes, shoot this up, I'm going to kill this, and black on black. All of, That's all you hear on the radio from black people. You'll never hear that in country. You'll never hear that in R&B. You only hear that from rap music because rap music is so influential, it gets to all the children. It gets to every child out there, and it's a, they. this is on purpose. Put this music out there so that's all they know.
3: Well, and and also, they, it's almost like they're pimping these artists because a lot of them, too, get involved in the occult. We've had numerous people tell us, even Russell Simmons' own nephew from the Flatliners. You remember that group, the Flatliners?
1: Yeah, uh, I that do. That was
3: on Def Jam. He said he saw rituals in the offices of Def Jam. Did you ever see oh, yeah. crazy occult-type stuff?
2: Not occult stuff, but I've seen the... Uh... You know when when they say they they take you to that party, and and you, yeah. you you open the door and you see some you see the like just super famous person on the ground getting fucked in the ass by two guys. You know what I mean? I mean that that type of shit. I've seen those parties. Oh no, those are the ones. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, we had Rico uh, from um, Sons of Funk. He was a uh, uh, No Limit Records, and he said he, he he wouldn't reveal the name of the star, but he said that a guy invited him to one of those parties. And initially, Jamie Fox warned him about those parties. You know, so these parties are kind of funny. Be yeah. careful. And he didn't take yeah. that warning yeah. serious. And when he got there, he was shocked. He's like, "Man, yeah. i seen yeah, this yeah,
1: dude on TV kissed in
3: the mouth and doing heroin." And oh yep. man, yep. So what I mean, did they, that do to they, you? They set, they set it up like that. These
2: parties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. These parties are actually set up. I mean that. When this time, when this, say your number comes up and they 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 need something on you, they're trying to get you under control. They set up these parties. You're the you're the one that's invited. It's for you. The party's not for you. It's just a regular party, but you're coming because of you. They try. They want your control. They want to control you. And when you get there, the girls know exactly what to do. They know what room to take you in. They know what drugs to put on you. It's it's. I mean, it's the whole thing is a setup. It's a plan. It's planned out from day
3: one. Uh, well, Shorty uh, Shorty B from the Dangerous crew, he said he was at a party with Short. This was like a a party for the whole casting crew of uh, Do the Right Thing. And he uh-huh. told us there was all kinds of crazy shit going on there. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, and in a circle and everything. But when you walk into a place like that, we've had Crunchy Black from Three Six Mafia tell us the same thing. When you walk into a place like that, what immediately is going
2: through your mind? Me, I walk the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. Amen to that. There is no, there is no, there is no trying to find out what's going on. Who? What is this? What is? Ain't no asking no questions. This is not the right place for me. I'm gone.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: If you say yeah, and they am probably like that. looking at the motherfucker that invited me. Like, what the fuck? You bring me to some shit like this, for, man. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: it, that that, that situation right there is something that I never ever want to be in. And I mean, I I don't see how people let themselves get in that situation. If that's not you, then it shouldn't happen to you. But yeah. it happens to a lot of people, and it, it, you can't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't buy that bullshit. Where uh, well, I was just loaded or whatever. No, nah, fuck all that, man. You knew what the situation was. You stayed. You like, you, there's something in you that wanted that shit, so. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, well, yeah, you know, I would have had the same reaction, man. Turned right around and say, no, I got to get out of here. You
2: know, let yep. me go to the loop. Lu- I mean, you, Campbell you look at party it like instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would, you know what I I actually think that if you you if you want to be famous nowadays, you got to go through that shit. Yeah. You have to.
3: Rituals and Cause
2: they need to control you. They can't they can't risk you not being controlled.
3: They got to break your mind down. Like a pimp. I mean, yeah. they literally got to get inside your head. And then uh like a uh, homeboy from the Flatliner said, man, your your brain's connected to your asshole, you know. <laughs> said, I'm not giving my soul up And I'm not giving my whole up <laughs> You know so, right. so You gotta be careful <laughs> You know But these young yeah, guys yeah, I need like to that. learn that shit They need to learn <laughs> Okay you gotta avoid These things So I commend people Like yourself For even talking about it <clears throat> And uh, shedding awareness You know Yeah So many of these kids man They're at the mercy Of these these jerks in the industry It's best really to stay independent If you ask me
2: Just think about it Some, some, it's, it's so many Poor and unfortunate Children out here that When they do grow up they've never had anything So if somebody gives them a chance like that And tell them hey but you're going to have to do this You're going to have to sell yourself Motherfuckers do it man They don't have nothing else Yeah
3: Yeah they got uh Some people just, they need that bread right away, you know. Um, uh, That's amazing, man. When you look back at your career all all over the years, man, all all the funny times, the good times, the bad times, what are some of your fondest
2: memories that you you think of? Mm. I did Oprah Winfrey. That was huge for me. That that was one thing I always remember. Uh, We did... uh, Song with Quincy Jones on his album. Actually, that was the whole thing with uh, the Oprah Winfrey thing. We went, it was for his birthday when it performed on there and everything. The Jodacy tour was that's a tour that I will always remember. And uh, what was another thing? Oh, the we did a college tour. Went to every college in the, in the United States. with uh, I traveled with Digital Underground. I stayed on tour with them for about five years. So those are the biggest memories of, of mine. Oh, hell yeah.
3: Oprah, that's huge right there. That's like the biggest platform anybody can get to. You know, yeah, yeah. 50 Jones, good. yeah, that's 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 what I'm talking about right there. What does the future hold for Numbskull? Um, what can we look forward to, man? Book, movie, anything?
2: Um, I mean, I'm working right now. It's just I'm with family, man. That's that's what I'm concentrating on. You know what? The world might not even be here in in, in the next year. We don't know. So I'm gonna just play True. it right here. Whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: Yeah, hundred percent man. Hundred percent. Um now my I got a couple more for you. Uh the homie from France wants to ask you a couple questions. Uh Sandy right. there, brother.
0: Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, I'm, uh, i court, high legendary school and uh Mag Zay. Um yeah, can you tell us about Bags Day? as a song Best Players and Hustlers produced by a Legendary NO Joe. It was a mix with the gamble Funk and the love funk. Oh, yeah. on
2: Players and hustlers. Oh yeah, that that song that was yeah, NO Joe did that. We went out to Houston to do that song with him. Very cool dude. We went in there, um we, we thought that we were gonna pick pick um from some beats and just pick one of the beats. He was like, No, we're gonna work together Sit here. He sat there and made that music with us right there. That's how that song
0: came together. Wow. Yeah. Go. Cool. He's a master of gumbo funk. <laughs> um, yeah, gumbo funk, also, yeah. Right. Can you tell us about also the song uh, 900 Bremen Liger was was produced by DJ Daryl in the bass. It was a very sick track. There's a touch of Darwin. Can you tell us about this one? It was the, Maybe one? It's the most hardcore. So, uh, uh, it was a uh, 900 Blame a nigga. What is it? It it was oh, a uh, 900. It? Yeah, produced
2: by oh. GJ Darrell. That was uh, produced by DJ Fuse. Yuck didn't want to do oh, that song it? at first. Mm-hmm. He thought it was uh, mm-hmm. he thought it would be too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he thought, but that song. Uh, mm-hmm. DJ Fuse is the white boy and he's the one that told us, No, you gotta do this song. <laughs> it was a little funny. It came it came together pretty good, so I love that song. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a oh, yeah! <laughs> legendary,
3: legendary. You, you are you uh um are you and uh Yuck Mouth um uh, doing any like shows together as loonies or?
2: No, not right now. Nah, we got some, some things going on between us right now. But it'll all get worked out soon, hopefully. Just um once we handle until we handle this, no, we're not doing shows together.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well hopefully you guys uh <clears throat> will in the future. But regardless, you know what yeah. I'm saying, both you guys are uh gonna do your thing anyway, you know.
2: You're both talented. Definitely. I mean, we never we, you can never you can never stop either one of us. You know what I mean? That's one thing about the Loonies. We'll keep going for sure.
3: I still got the um, the sampler that New Tribe sent me with. uh I got wow. ninety five on it. It had Bushwick Bill. It had I think Gangsta. Yeah, Bit maybe yep. you guys. Um, <clears throat> that was classic. You know, a hell of yeah. a lineup about our New Tribe too.
2: Yeah, they, it a was company. The person that was running it, they just didn't have the skills that it took to um to bubble a ma- uh, label like that, yeah
3: yeah it could have been uh could have been like a no limit or something um yeah you know what about uh, uh speaking of no limit what about master p um have you uh, have you talked to him uh or ever thought about wanting to work with him
2: after all the ice cream man stuff? I mean, yeah, that's that's uh, I'm mean, I have no problems with anybody nowadays, you know what I mean? I don't I'm not the type of person to keep enemies, you know what I mean? If we have if we had a problem, we're definitely going to talk it out sooner or later and make it right, you know what I mean? So, right now I will work with anybody. I don't I don't have I mean, I have no preferences and I there's nobody that I don't want to work with.
3: Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the way to be. like collaborating, you know, but, um,
0: you got, uh, you got any more, sin? Yeah, uh, pardon me, it was, uh, Plead Guilty, produced by Daryl, like it was a joke song, too. Played Guilty, uh, was a classic song, The Underground. Remember
2: and, and can't, also, I
0: also, um, oh, not I said play Guilty was produced by Daryl, Time. It's a I cannot understand it. I can't understand. Guilty? Him. What did you say then?
2: Oh, you said should I plead, oh, guilty? But...
3: Yeah, should yeah, I plead guilty? guilty?
2: Yeah, should I plead guilty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Should I plead guilty? Should I plead guilty? Was
0: a song that uh <laughs> that we
2: wrote when we were actually outside on on the street selling crack, running from police and everything. That 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 whole song was true. Everything that we was doing on a daily basis, that's what that song was about. Yeah.
3: You guys were out you, there and
0: you got and also, of it. You got also dip song from your album, Nymphs World, was Talking to You. It was a dip song at the time. What song was that? Then? What? What do you say? It's uh, a song, Talking to You, from your album, Nymphs World. Was a dead song.
3: Oh, oh, the you, you, your solo joint. Uh, talking
2: to
0: you. Right, right. Oh, talking to you. Okay.
2: Yeah, that was about my uh, my daughters and my and my grandmother. Yeah, that was that song is that's a real that's a song that's really close to my heart right there. That was that was that's exactly what I was going through at that time. Like exactly how I was feeling. You know, I had lost my family, and I I had I, I felt like I didn't have anybody. So, when I wrote that, that's exactly where I was feeling at that moment.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah one right? of, of the of the Bay old school was the Max from Balejo, the album The Game is Sick from 1988. It was something some as far as you like the day from the Bay area there. So
3: did you get that, you no, you talking about the Max album from 1988, uh, Max and right. Leo. Right. Do you to that the, at all? The, the what, what album?
0: Zimaki. Uh, it was a rapper from Vallejo in 1988. He was first a Bob Song at the time. The Bob shit. What? was his name? Who was it? It was Zimak, but he's there now. He's from Vallejo. Oh, oh I don't, I don't oh, re- I
3: remember that person. <laughs> yeah, he's from Vallejo, I guess, in the '80s. Sin, right. Sin's oh, like right. an encyclopedia, man. He goes, <laughs> he goes way back into the <laughs> <vault>. I see. <laughs> you know, but they love you guys over in uh, other countries, man. Um, as you know, you've been overseas, and um, is that something you'd like to do again in the future?
2: Yeah, definitely. Once they get rid of these damn stupid
3: ass math
2: restrictions and shit like that, I would love to go.
3: Yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah! They love. Uh, they seem to love the nineties rap like we do. You know what I mean? They uh, they really respect yeah.
2: it. Whereas One thing uh, about um, overseas is when you when you when you go over there, they love you for your God given talent. You know what I mean? In in the states, it's just like you're just as good as your last hit. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah,
0: that's true. Europe is a big market. Europe is a big market for. I love old school. They respect the old school Mars and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't follow
2: that new shit. <laughs> yeah, they I loved want... it out there. When we went overseas, I I took I uh, took my wife overseas with me and everything. We had a ball out there. It was it was fun. They treat you they treat you with a lot of love.
3: Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, dumb skull, uh, huge honor having you back on the show. I know it's been a few years. Um, maybe before we get out of here, brother, is there uh, anything you want to say? I want to give you some words.
2: Yeah, everybody, man, just open your eyes, man. Look at what's going on in your in your in this world. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of shit that's against us, and we're gonna lose eventually if if people don't wake up and see what's going on. Look out! Look outside your door, man. Seriously. We need help that's out here, real seriously. Shit. The ones who are trying to get everybody to, to, um, to make things right, we need help. We need help doing it. So open your eyes. And that's
3: real shit. That's real as the kids. Once again, thank you so much, brother. I really appreciate you. And uh, whenever you do drop something, please get at me. And uh, we'd love to
2: bring you back on and, uh, you know, play it.
3: With
1: the people, I will. Uh, I will down. definitely, man.
2: Love you guys, and thank you for having me on. Oh, Anytime, anytime yeah. brother anytime. You <laughs> Shout out yes, to the so. one and only Numbskull. Skull
1: um,
3: <laughs> huge, huge honor having him on the show You know what I'm saying Because we all grew up off the loonies Like I said I remember that sampler You know I got it in the mail Because I wasn't at Murder Dog yet I was still uh, doing promoting And uh, the labels would send me uh, Packages all the time And they sent me this Fat ass package it had it had an autograph flat of the Loonies. It had an autographed uh, flat of Bushwick Bill, who's no longer with us. One of Scarface. Um, and then that sampler. It was like I hit a gold mine with that shit. I still got them to this day. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah. shout out to, too. to the now defunct New Tribe Records for, for hooking a kid up back. Back then I was like 17. So, you know, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Long before I interviewed just anybody. Just to get a in the mail and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got something coming and shit. Oh, man, we used to get those all the time. You know, and then when I became a writer, uh, it just increased to to the underground. They're like, man, we want to send Scott these CDs. Maybe he might review them. And I was able to review a bunch of them that I got in the mail from just out of the blue, you know, from labels and different people. Um Hell, I remember. You remember Goldie of the Dangerous Crew? We had him on the show. Uh, he sent me his last album, which was in '98, The Golden Rule, uh, and I reviewed it for him. You know, and that was, you know, that was a, 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 a pleasure of mine to be able to get those uh, CDs and tapes. You know, in the mail at, at a time when, you know, now you only get. Um, you get the email with the MP3 and the electronic press kit. His physical copy was just a different vibe. You know what I'm saying? It was a whole different um, exactly. time back then. But uh, right. also, man, the you know the Loonies too. You got to look at it like this. Uh, I forgot to tell Numbskull this. Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, tell it him so next time he's on the show. About three, four years ago, when that movie Us came out uh billboard they did a story they did an article and they said who are the loonies and it referenced oh, yeah, uh yeah. one of our interviews um it mentioned the murder master music show and cuz you know we we interview a lot of these guys and um <clears throat> in my mind i always thought that was hilarious it's like this is billboard loonies have been all up and down the billboard charts you know, you, surely you got you know what Google is. I mean, you got to know who the fuck the loonies are. It had to have been some young writer, you know, that was just fresh out of college that, or whatever. Yeah, that,
1: that, that, that's exactly who it would be nine times out of ten. And then as I think about it, when we did have uh, Nump Skull on, man, we had uh, Nump Skull and uh, Yuck my at the same time. That was right after he got out of prison, now that I think about it.
3: Yeah, yeah, about fourteen, fifteen. I, yeah. yeah, we always have a good knack at catching people. Sadly, either right when they're getting out of jail or right before they die. You know, like uh, <laughs> Lord Infamous Coop, uh, Fuck, uh, Crazy Tune, KMG. Remember, cocaine was on the show, and he's like, oh, "Man, I got, I was gonna have KMG with me, but I can't get him on the line." And then a few. Days or weeks later, he died. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Sure. But uh, tonight was a good show. We covered a, a lot of shit, man. Dude got kidnapped. Fights backstage at the Summer Jam. Told C&H, don't go in there. I could hear C&H, yep. fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> you know,
1: bring that. Bringing Pac, <laughs> bring Pac a couple of bitches and, and Pac being paranoid, you know.
3: Yeah. That's yeah, Pac knew it was, his time was numbered. You know? Um and then uh <coughs> the occults or, or the those Hollywood parties. That's the sick shit. Um I wanna address something real quick. Shout out to Doggy Diamonds. But sometimes every you know, I'll put a clip up in the occult and sometimes someone will be like, Oh man, you know, you, why you t- why you copy Doggy Diamonds? First off, you know, um I uh, I think our Flatliners interview was in 2013, the first one, and uh, we talked about the occult then, But if you want to go back, I interviewed the church, uh, a member of the Church of Satan, a warlock. You remember that crazy interview me and Six did with that guy, who was uh, yeah. he went up against. I think it was the FTI podcast. You know, and I I also interviewed that same guy in, in Street Masters back in 2004. So I've always, not that I'm interested in the occult, I'm interested in finding out why it's intertwined within the music industry and and the
1: film industry. And And I'm not biting
3: Doggy Diamonds. I respect that, man. I've said on this show many times, he is one of the first to start the video format of interviewing. Um, Of course, obviously, you had Rap City, The Box, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, fucking UMTV raps and shit like that. But I'm talking about um, before Vlad. You know, there was Forbes DVD. Um, also, before Vlad, there was Yuck Mouth with the United Ghettos of America. You know, that's right. Yeah. And I don't even. I'm not even trying to shit on Vlad. I don't even care, man. That. You know, we've called him this and that over the years plenty of times. Um,
0: but yeah. I'm just telling that You've got also yeah. Professor Griff for
3: the show. Who's the that? Professor Griff. Oh, Professor yeah. Griff, yeah. Yeah, Professor he Griff, does. yeah, he spoke on the occult. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Griff, he's not afraid uh, to speak on anything. <laughs> right. Right, right. You know, you don't give a fuck. Um, <clears throat> I like the one, like I said, I I, I commend the ones that do speak on it and not afraid. Um, But, uh, yeah, that was a great show, man. We had a good time. Um, You know, if you uh, missed any of the interviews that we've done over the last uh, several weeks, please go to com, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, wherever. We're not on that Spotify shit, um, but we're on virtually everything else. You know, I don't even know how many... Platforms there are just download it and shut the fuck up <laughs> and convert it to your fucking phone, whatever your phone yeah, yeah. is. It's <laughs> free, you're not complaining unless it's only it's, it only costs you if you become a member and you want to hear the interview early. you know it's uh I think it's five bucks and you get up to five six interviews a month. you know it's a dollar a piece. you can hear them long before anybody else. That's one way to support the platform right there you know if you want to join exactly. oh, the murder membership you know uh check out these interviews you know before anybody else and quit getting on the youtube telling me put the whole interview up here i've been giving you the whole interview for years you know you got to uh you got to put a little bit of coin in the piggy bank if you want to get any of this shit now you know it's uh <clears throat> it's a whole different time we got to um we got to make sure that you know this platform stays around i want to i want to do at least you know a uh, 1000 episodes but maybe maybe go for 1500 after that you know why stop at all i mean shit if i'm able to do it why not love to have you guys call in and, and uh hang out with me you know um and uh i appreciate the the fans for supporting us the listeners I don't even like to call them fans because uh, they're listeners. They're supporters, you know. Uh, what about you guys, though, man? Anything you guys want to touch on before we get out of here?
1: Oh, well, I was to <laughs> the same thing you said, Fred. Just keep supporting the pro- uh, platform and <clears throat> keep checking out the interviews and shit.
3: Yeah, yeah, man. We got uh, tons of interviews in the archive. And uh, we got a lot more coming. And if there's anybody you guys want to see, of course, as always, hit us up. Hit up Mac J., myself. Hit up Sin. Um, We'll try to get them on. You know, matter of fact, if you want them on the show, hit them up directly and tell them to do the Murder Master Music Show. Um, You know, let them know. We'd love to have them on. And uh, shit, man, we're out of here. We're going to get out of this motherfucker. Peace. Please you just for life